So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rematches Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. So just me talking here then. You three, sure two. Oh jeez. And back to you, Donnie. Are you, do you want to give the intro? You can give the intro. You we want. didn't even start yet. I thought However, that was. We're going back to him. That's what I was leading in with. And this <laughs> time on Craft Brews and Geek News, our host Donnie. No, is that what that? You don't want that? And three, two. Welcome everyone. Sorry, uh, damn it. All right, one more time. <laughs> start with that spit take, though. Start with the like the double rager spit right. take. I, I I ran out of steam. I'm I'm just out of steam at this point. <laughs> That's what dream catchers are for. <laughs> oh. The BFD. This is the beer for drinking. Oh, okay. I was thinking and something else. <laughs> a big, big, yeah. um, big freaking deal. <laughs> yeah, big freaking deal. Okay. I think that's why they leave it open-ended like that. I actually had to do a little looking. Ryan's <laughs> brewing system almost killed him one time. I'm sure it can take out a Keurig. Oh, yeah. See? But how great would it be? Your carrot can have little googly eyes on it, and it can <laughs> run around with like a little chopping, like masher. Like, I don't know. Pico Brew XL. Well, it's, it's... <laughs> that would be amazing. A Brita filter that turned all your beer to alcohol. <laughs> we Wait, have what? Wait, yeah. what? Be... Well, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Laos, what? I do too. Like aquatic creatures and whatnot and what have you and if you don't you're an asshole got you on the spot ryan where what's your answer you <laughs> he's you like anti-water starfish <laughs> he was letting you tread water loss <laughs> i see what you did there yeah ryan's just fishing other people to fail beyond that whale of a tail <clears throat> let's move on to the next story that was maybe too deep in the ocean boy i don't know oh. we're gonna move on uh what was the last bit bob these murder bears are surrounding you from every angle. It's really terrifying. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome, craft beer. My name is Donnie. Welcome to the official Brewmasters Club podcast here, Craft Brews and Geek News, where we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Again, my name is Donnie, and I am joined this evening by two lovely and handsome young gentlemen. First off, Mr. Lausman growing the beard out fierce. How are you this evening? Doing great. Just excited to be here and in a great chipper mood. <laughs> That is good and rather unusual, but that's great to see. I'm glad to uh, to see you in a good mood. We are also joined by Mr. Rye Guy, a brood boy 813. Sir, how are you this evening? Living the dream, boys. Living the dream. All right. Excellent. And a dream we shall live uh, in the, uh, I, I guess, unless, uh, hopefully it's not a nightmare. I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I, I ran out of steam. I'm, I'm just out of steam at this point. No nightmares. Nope. We're good. Okay. That's good. No nightmares. All right. Um, well, that's what dream catchers are for. 
I'm not as good as last man. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We all only wish we would be. We start off every episode with the popular segment we call What Are You Drinking? What Are You Going to Drink? And Ryan, if I do not uh, stand corrected, a friend of yours or somebody actually heard on the cast a particular recommendation that Mr. Lausman made and purchased said beer for themselves. Is that correct? That is correct. My buddy Alex actually had, oh gosh, um, give me one second. Kicking the grass. It was kicking the the grass. Well, it was kicking my brain in the grass. Yes, the kick in the grass. He uh, sent me a photo of that. That's what he was sipping on. Oh, oh, was that a a teaser, Lausman, from what I saw? No, no. It was a commemorative can. It was a commemorative. Oh, you had the can on your nightstand there? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he sent me that and says he's uh, really enjoying the cast and listening to us week on, week out. So, well, that's uh, good. That's pretty cool. We appreciate it. And it's, it's funny that it was kicking the grass because I actually met with um, the, the founding members of Big Storm last week. Uh, I think it was like last Thursday. I had l- no last Friday. I had lunch with, with them and I, I saw the new toward the new Pinellas Brewery. And it's it's quite impressive. And the plans they have for that place is awesome. Hmm. So they are stepping up their relationship with the Rowdies for the kick in the grass. And they're stepping up in a big way for 2019, their relationship with the Lightning. So um, first off, yeah, go Lightning. If any bandwagon fans like myself are out there, you know, way to go. They're in the playoffs. They're going to win the thing or they're heading that way. So that's awesome. Uh, Stanley Steeple or whatever it's called, you know, the steamer. Right. Stanley Stanley Steamer. Right. Uh, What is it called? It's a really big beer mug. That's right. Fill it up. No, no jokes, jokes, jokes. It is the Stanley Cup that they're heading towards. And I think if they win tonight or tomorrow, they're they're well on their way. So so good luck for the Bucks or Bucks. All right. Hit them all. Good luck for the Bolts. Uh, Good for them. And that's a lot of fun. But boys. We came here to talk about beer and geeky and nuggets of pop culture. So first, someone, Rye Guy, maybe yourself, start us off. What did you bring tonight for sipping on? Well, what I did bring is something that I've been sipping on for a couple of weeks now. It's the coconut and lime ale. We talked about that on the last podcast. So Version just, two, though, right? Version two, second well, round. This is the well. No, it's I, I've not been drinking much of my beer just because I want to let it last longer, and I've got to prep for the um, Tampa Bay Brewing Company's craft beer competition but i will tell you what i did have tonight was the founders uh pure gold lager i think that's what it's called and if you've not had that yet you have to try it it was absolutely fantastic if um you love craft beer you will love that lager but you can also introduce it to your friends that don't know what craft beer is because they will probably segue into craft beer um it tasted like a light bodied i would almost say dare i say miller light bud light uh, or, or excuse me, Bud Light, that's a lager, not Miller Light, but, um, or uh, even like a light bodied uh, yingling, if you will. It was just fantastic. So you've got to try that. I had that at Mellow Mushroom, actually. Yeah, very good. Couldn't um, bring it home, but it was yeah. it was very tasty. <laughs> it's called, what is it called? The Founders What? I, I thought it was Founders Pure Gold. Let me see here. Founders Gold. Excuse me. Solid gold. I'm sorry. Not pure. Solid. Solid gold. Okay. Cool. Solid. Yeah. Well, if you're out there, try the uh, founder solid gold. Lost man, did you have anything tonight? I'm it's also bitter. what are you going to drink in the future? It's okay. You can talk about something else. I just have bittersweet emotions about this evening because I was very excited about something I saw and found and bought and cooled down and got all ready <laughs> for this podcast. It is our part of our unofficial official sponsors here in Nevada. Wow. The- BFD. 
the BFD. This is the <laughs> beer for drinking. Oh, okay. I was thinking and something else. <laughs> a big, big, yeah. Um, yeah. big freaking deal. <laughs> yeah, big freaking deal. Okay. I think that's why they leave it open-ended like that. I actually had to do a little looking. Um, and you, it only says it very small on the can that it says beer for drinking. It also <laughs> mentions that it's casually crushable. It is a very odd size. It is 19.2 fluid ounces. That is um, an odd size. Yes. And <laughs> it is an American blonde ale at coming in at 4.8% ABV. I was so excited to drink this tonight. I bought two of them and I've been eyeing this thing down for a long time and I'm on call for work. So, and then my phone went berserk like, half hour ago so now i don't get to do anything hmm. well, that's so hey at least at least you tried man i mean that's the thought was there and that's the point so i've always got my water yeah <laughs> well fun. you know it's you know what's interesting what the correlation between what you guys both brought are table beers i mean essentially ryan when you're talking about miller light bud light whatever those are table beers the every man's beer if you will that then hmm. you guys both had suggested craft beers for the every man so um, that's odd. I wonder if it's something with the weather or something that uh, how hot it is outside or how nice it is outside that made you guys both grab or gravitate to uh, table beers. And I say that, you know, lightly, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, just beers that are easy to drink and, and you know, available and, and refreshing <laughs> and casually well, crushable. And it is Florida. Crushable. True, true. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I agree. And I, I'm actually wanting to try that BFD uh, from Sierra Nevada. I think that sounds actually really good. Well, I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily bring <laughs> a big a big freaking deal, but I did bring the um vanilla cocoa porter that I brewed myself with our our good friends at the Pico Brew. So, I'm excited cuz I try I had a little bit of this today actually and then um I'm going to have a little bit more now. But Ryan, you and Ashley actually got a chance to try this. And we did. You guys said you both thought very highly of it, which I appreciate. I found myself wanting more because even though you can go to different places, um, you know, and, and find different styles of craft beer, it's, it's an absolutely delicious beer. But the, the one place that I shop at most for food doesn't carry a lot of stouts or porters. So it's very limited. And I feel like I can't get what I want all the time. And that gave me exactly what I wanted. But there was only one of to get. And I was disappointed <laughs> in that. Well, I, I again, I do appreciate the compliments. I am, I, I had it for the first, so I had one bottle of it on the uh, Cinco de Mayo as I was trying to just test it because it was basically that was the day it was, I, I had brewed it to get ready for. And uh, man, like I'm very impressed with it. I know, Bossman, you aren't number one a fan of of you know heavy dark porters, but it is. It's hard to compare it to. It's it has the like because I was talking about the vanilla aroma. So this is a vanilla cocoa porter, and basically it has the vanilla that I was looking for in terms of the aroma. The flavor necessarily isn't strong or sweet in terms of vanilla, but it is a dry finishing cocoa with a little tinge, like a little just a little bit of the ester has has that sweet vanilla flavor. I love it. I think it's a fantastic drinking beer. Looks bubbly. It's it's delicious. It's exactly as bubbly as it should be. Uh, Ryan, was yours carbonated well, and you thought it was it, it came out okay? Everything was good. I mean, that's the first time I've ever bottled a beer with carbonation drops. I was surprised, actually, Donnie, how good that beer. You know, I I know the vanilla was supposed to be a little bit more, but M maybe I, I've never had the original. You know, this is a clone. That's record. true. That's true. It could just be very subtle hint of vanilla, just for a little extra sweetness on the back end. But I liked it and. For it to be brewed 
the way that it was on the Pico system, I thought it was fantastic. So yeah. I was surprised. I was actually yeah. very surprised. Now, it's 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 funny though because, and I guess I'm just going to bring up this point because it, that was a uh, a kit that you were able to get together, correct? Correct. Yeah. So so you've you got a kit and the Pico system brewed it perfectly. So I wonder then, you know, me as somebody that's putting together my own recipes, how how could um, oh what do, what do I want to ask? How perfectly could I have made that same beer on yeah. my own system? I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Because it came out perfectly. Well, you can, and and you can. That's and that's. I don't want to turn this into a, a Pico Brew commercial, which actually I do have them here on the news because they've got a, an announcement coming out soon. But but yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we we'll go tit for tat. What we're gonna do the uh, what do we say, man versus machine, the old um, uh, John Henry, I believe, is what it's called. And we're uh, we're gonna do. We can both buy the same ingredients, same hops, same barley, age the same, brew the same, and we'll see which beer comes out better. And we can do that for sure. So that that is coming down the pipe for sure. I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be a nice way to tell what the differences are, what the similarities are, you know, and see not which process is better, but overall, which is more efficient to get better tasting beer. I can, I can, I can fast forward to the answers now. What I think is going to happen is the consistency and the the limited uh, range will be there for the Pico, but the flexibility and the creativity will be there as a traditional home brewer. But that's just my opinion. Last can one? I? Oh. And well, what I was going to say, and if you guys tie, then for a sudden death round, we can turn them both into battle bots and we can <laughs> scrap on Ryan's cul-de-sac and winner takes all. Hey, all about that. Ryan's <laughs> brewing system almost killed him one time. I'm sure it can take out a Keurig. Oh, yeah. See? But how great would it be? Your Keurig can have a little googly eyes on it and it can <laughs> run around with like a little chopping like masher. Like, I don't know. Boiling I mean, hot water. <laughs> I, I'm just saying for sudden death, I think I am in charge of that, but you guys can be in charge of the other thing. Well, and, and uh, just real quick, I'm going to tell this short story um, and not to turn this into a Pico Brew commercial, like you said, Donnie, but I was up at Brew the other day and I met this nice lady. We were talking, I shared my beer and everything. And um, she told me that she herself used to brew when she was married with her uh, ex-husband. And after they got divorced, they kept brewing and all this other stuff. And she said, well, I basically just kept brewing to be part of the club so I could meet more men. And that was kind of a funny take on the story. But then she moved because I asked her, I said, well, why'd you stop? She goes, well, I moved to New York and I lived in a building and I couldn't brew anymore. And that's when I told her about the Pico Brew System. I said, well, you should, now that you're back in Florida, obviously you should brew. But if you'd have fast forwarded a couple of years, there's this system out that literally allows you to brew inside your home. Like we talked about on the last cast. I thought that was kind of uh, interesting yeah. just days after we spoke about sure. being able yeah. to brew in a high rise system. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, that, and that's the point of it, you know. And it's, you know, well, let's, we can kick it off, like yeah. so, like yeah, so like moving on, and that's that's part of it too. We'll get back to it actually before we kick it off. You know, we have you know this coming, like, well, it's, I guess it's next Saturday, but but technically between now and then. So so first off, um, that's what we had to drink. Thank you guys for for paying attention to that. Um, I, I want to put a quote, uh, a little feeler out there before we move on to the the actual um, beer news section of this, but. Um, we are doing this thing just about every two weeks. And I just want to know people out there that are listening now and please, you know, contribute to us um, or, or let us know on the Facebook group. Is it too little, too much, not enough? You know, are you dying for content? I'm just not sure because it feels like it's been like ages since we did our last podcast, but really episode 66 was, was two weeks ago. So 
Um, I just want to put that out there. But as we're talking about the future and timelines and such, Temple Terrace Craft Brewfest is literally not this coming Saturday, but about nine days from now um, or eight, eight, you know, eight days from right now. So um, it is coming on May 19th. It is uh, it is going to be from 4 to 8 p.m., uh, about 100 plus. I think we're up to 120 plus beers, 35. I would say, honestly, 45, if not 50 different breweries coming right now. Um, it's in Temple Terrace. It is the fourth year that this is happening. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of lot of fun. Um, and we uh, we just uh, I will not be there. Ryan, you're going to be there on site, correct? Yep. Me and Ashley will be there with um, our good friends. If you want to introduce them. Well, everybody's our good friend there at Temple Terrace, but I think you're alluding to what our, our buddies from Brew. They're going to be yeah. on site there with yeah. a little spinner wheel, giving some prizes, some gift cards, some free growlers, some growler fills, some free pints. So yep. if you want to actually win some real stuff, you know, from our friends there locally here, support local business, come on out, man. It's a great time. Uh, also, Tim from Craft Life, he's going to have, he said, 10 kegs. He's bringing like 10 different kegs. 10 kegs. Yeah. Whoa. He wants to be known for the uh, most kegs brought to the Temple Terrace Beer Fest. He kind of posted that. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, Robert uh, from Zephyr Hills Brewery is uh, going to also be out there serving up their delicious beer too. So, And you were just there, right? Weren't you just at Zephyr Hills? I am going there Saturday. Okay, and, Saturday. Um, you know, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this before next Tuesday, but I'm actually going to be picking up a couple of growlers to take to brew for their new brew Tuesday this coming week. So there'll be about two or three different types of beers that you can try at brew if you can't make it out to Zephyr Hills Brewery and you live in the Citrus Park or Dessa area. So what is Brew Tuesday now, just since you're, you're plugging them? Yeah, um, every Tuesday, their goal is to try they, they give away four ounce samplers you don't pay for them you just go up to brew on a tuesday night or tuesday afternoon they start giving you samples from different uh breweries around the bay area things that they can't get through distribution they don't charge you for them they just have a growler filled and they just uh give away free samples it's like a bottle share almost so until it, until it runs out until it runs out. So first come, first serve. You get to try a sample of each beer. Um, again, they don't charge you for it. You just, you know, as long as you're hanging out there, getting a growler, you know, doing whatever, having fun, um, you get to try some of the uh, beers around the area that aren't necessarily in distribution, maybe one-offs from companies that are, but not actually being distributed in the Bay Area. So Question. it's kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Lawson. Why, why didn't they go with Brews Day? Oh, <laughs> you should bring that up, <laughs> Ryan. You can own that one if you want to go ahead and slide I, I, that I, one. I, I like that. Idea. I got this great idea, guys. <laughs> new new brews day. I like that. So yeah. <laughs> again, again, we're talking about brew with an overscore under overscore on the U. Uh, Florida Growler Bar. Yeah. It's located eight seven two nine Gun Highway, Odessa, Florida three three five five six. Please give them a uh, a look up on the uh, the website there. It's just brew b r u fl.com brewfl.com check them out good friends of ours and they will definitely be representing the brewmasters club and this podcast as well as ryan will be and ashley of, of course um at the temple terrace craft brew fest last man if you want to join you are welcome to as well uh moving on if you guys are down with that oh yeah no i think that was good i'm down so we've already talked a lot about the Pico Brew system. There's a brand new announcement, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, we are we are really close, obviously, with this company called the Pico Brew uh, Company, and we are uh, 
not allowed to say a lot yet about this new system they've called the Pico U. But if you follow along on their website or, or basically from any of the announcements they've sent out there, there is a new device, the most affordable, the most versatile Pico yet, um, that basically uh, can help you craft a variety of craft beverages. That's really all they have to say. Uh, second to let your let your brewing imagination run wild. Uh, the website is u.picobrew.com to find more information about this particular unit. I think, honestly, Ryan, I, I looked at this calendar. There is four days, 11 hours, and 14 minutes left until they basically announce what this thing is. Essentially, what that means to us is that this press release that I'm holding right now, we really can't even talk about it until the embargo is lifted, which is the 15th of this month, May, um, at about 9 a.m. So very exciting stuff for Pico Brew. I don't even know what this means, but for from that description, boys, could you have any kind of speculation as to what this new device may be? I'm 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 speculating here, but I'm speculating that it brews really good beer, and we've already talked a lot about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the fact that they're following uh, true to its name a a peekaboo style uh, <laughs> tease there of what this could be. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it does like a whole bunch of beer. That'd be cool. I like, it's bigger, like a Pico Brew XL. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's are they gonna have a, a Pico U and then a Pico U XL? Because now we're just getting into cell phone territory. That's just. I mean, <laughs> it's probably not gonna be bigger from the from the little blurb I just read. I I, I believe it's gonna be smaller, but I think it's gonna do things you know like kombucha and uh, and maybe other beverages and some beer. I, I don't know what it's going to be, but it sounds very yeah. exciting. And if it's cheaper, smaller, more affordable, more versatile, that's a cool thing, man. So I'm all about it. And um, and I'm really liking the, the stuff that Pico's putting down. So all about it. They just like do like a nozzle onto like a bathtub for my thing. <laughs> Pico Brew XL. It's like one of those Brita filters where you like turn it and it just it just spits out beer. That'd be great. I don't know. All right, so <laughs> that would be amazing—a Brita filter that turned all your beer to alcohol. <laughs> we Wait, have what? Wait, yeah. what? Be well, okay. <laughs> Moving on, we have one more beer story, and then we have a—we have two, we have three more beer stories. Holy crap! We're not going to have enough time for all this stuff, so we got to cut some of these out. Yes, we will. No. Um, all right, so basically, we're going to move. We're going to rapid fire this shit. First off, uh, Independence seek the seal during American Craft Beer Week. First off, May fourteenth through May 20th, 2018, is American Craft Beer Week. Um, again, this is the 13th, 13th year in a row. American Craft Beer Week, uh, May 14th to 20, 20th, is presented by Beer.com and the Brewers Association. Uh, please check out the Brewers Association website for more details. It's basically just commemorating 6,300 small and independent brewers with events across the nation, including brewery tours, special beer releases, beer and food pairings, tap takeovers, and more. Um, a lot more independent stuff especially or including uh your way to participate at a brewery near you i think ryan you already did this once did you not seek i did last yep, one uh, you, should, you should do it as well uh find seek the seal uh hashtag seek the seal on social media or just simply go to craftbeer.com navigate to the news section american craft beer week uh complete the form and pledge your support for uh, seeking the seal, the independent seals, what they're referencing there, and you'll actually get yourself a little pin. I got it. It's going to come a week or two from Monday, so that's exciting. I might have it in time by Florida or uh, American Craft Beer Week. That sounds fun. I want to do that. 
do it the link's right there just go to the craftbeer.com american craft beer week uh find that page and simply just fill out the form so that you're going to pledge your allegiance to uh independent craft beer and you get a, you get a little pin and you walk yep. around and everybody finds stuff and we can reunite you unite craft beers and beer lovers can come together a little pin it's great little lapel it's, it's real nice said also scavenger hunt enthusiasts <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Ryan, Ryan, I'm also looking forward to getting my pin as well. It's very exciting stuff. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's good. And of course, we always like to support uh, small and independent craft beer. What, Laos, what? I, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, I didn't say anything, man. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. We're rapid fire. I feel like sniffing. No. Rapid yeah, fire. Snips here. All right. We're going fast. Come on. I want to go fast. We're with you, um, Donnie. All right, Coral Haze. So Coral Haze is a brand new beer that will stand to benefit coral conservation efforts in part by Coppertail Brewery and the Florida Aquarium. Something that's close to home here with us in Tampa. Um, Basically, Coppertail Brewing Company and the Florida Aquarium have partnered to create Coral Haze, which debuts tomorrow, May 11th, uh, when we serve at a Tampa-based brewery until it's gone. I'm going to try and go to this party. It is from 4 to 7 at Topper Coppertail. It is a tap launch. It is going to be very exciting, and every single pint that is sold, $1 will be donated to Florida Aquarium's conservation work. So it will be very interesting to see uh, what happens here. Florida just happens to have the world's third the world's third largest, the world's largest, the world's third largest coral reef system, which is home to 1,400 species of plants and animals, as well as 500 fish species. But uh, scientists have said all but half has disappeared. Scary stuff. I'm all about it. I love coral reefs and marine life, so I'm I'm in support of this. I do too. Like aquatic creatures <laughs> and whatnot, and what have you. And if you don't, you're an asshole. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got you on the spot, Ryan. Where? What's your answer? You pro <laughs> fish? Are He's you like, anti-water? Starfish. <laughs> no, I love starfish. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we were worried for a second there. We thought you were you're going off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> I was letting you talk. I, I was letting All you right. show you. No. He no. was like he was letting you tread water, loss. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Ryan's just fishing for uh, other people to fail. Beyond that whale of a tail, let's move on to the next story. Well, no, just real quick, I think I think it's a really neat partnership, and I I hope that uh, you know not only is the beer good, but I hope that everything that the money goes towards uh, helps with the conservation of the reefs. I mean, that's an ecosystem unlike any other, and it's very important for all of our natural resources to be well kept and well taken care of. Um, it's neat that we can inspire people through beer, but it's also neat that we can inspire people with our voice and with our touch on the planet. So, um, yep. yeah, it, it is very cool because people don't understand that if the, if we lose the coral reefs and the, and the animals that live there, then the whole ecosystem of the planet begins to be thrown off, right? We're, we're 75% water. So we really have to take care of that stuff. And when we don't is when we start to see drastic change. So that change like will no come finding Nemo three. Uh, correct. Well, actually, back. at that point, there won't be any Nemos to find. That's what I'm talking about. See, we gotta we gotta stop it before that. Dory will live because she's good wherever she goes. But yeah, 
I'll follow on that one. <laughs> she doesn't necessarily need to live in a reef. She just needs. She just needs to keep swimming. That's that's where that was going. Uh, Speaking of continuing swimming, we're on, move- that was a good one. I, that was maybe too deep in the ocean for you. I don't know. We're oh. gonna move on. We're gonna move on downstream <laughs> for the next article here. Miller Coors response to Stone Brewing's Keystone Light <laughs> lawsuit. Laos, I only brought this up because you would have some insight on the Stonies here with one Mr. C. Chris Rivera. If you remember Keystone Lights, Ryan, this is before your time, but we had a hell of a time with these Keystones <laughs> um, back in the I've day. We've had we've had some Keystones together. I know we have. I'm just saying this harkens back to a long, long time ago. But it's just it's just interesting now because uh, Stone Brewery is literally trying to drop the hammer on Miller Coors uh, owned Keystone beers. The you you can read into it if you simply just Google the lawsuit here. It's a lot of he said, she said, bullcrap. But but honestly, uh, the Stones are kind of a trademark of the Keystone, and they've been around for about 10, 15 years plus on Stone Brewing Company. And Stone Brewing Company is thinking that Stone is typically one of their their keywords here. So um, all I want to say is that you know I, I want to get your opinion, Ryan. And of course, you too, Laos. But I think it's funny that they're they're trying to. Miller Coors is trying to bury Stone Brewing Company as this mega craft beer company, which in reality, they're the eighth largest craft brewer in the United States. So there's something to be said there. But then Stone is trying to cover their liability, their assets and say that, well, Keystone can't be you know, using the Stone name because that's what Stone breweries are about. So it's 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 a pissing contest right now. Of course, I'm in the, the corner of, of Stone Brewing, but it is interesting that these two are going against each other. And there's actually a very interesting Twitter handle you can follow, um, at Stone Greg, who is the uh, the kind of owner, executive chairman, and co-founder, uh, Greg Koch. Uh, he's actually, like, that's his actual twitter handle if you want to hear him mocking miller course it's a good channel to follow but you know coming from someone who would frequently back in the day break up boxer racks uh you know <laughs> yeah it um it's interesting uh it seems like in this pissing match somebody's already broke the seal <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but no stone brewing i i I like them. I don't know. I, I think that's, yeah, it's kind of silly. Um, the whole fighting over a name thing, but I guess I see why they're doing it. I mean, it is their name. I mean, it's in, it's commonly used by them. So I don't know. I, I, I just can't imagine anybody taking on that big of a company and not being like, Oh, we're going to get out of the scot free. Yeah. <laughs> like right. Just, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a pretty big legal team involved and on both sides. Maybe I, I don't know, but one's presumably bigger than the other. So I don't know. I best of luck to stone brewing. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, I, it's one of those ticky tack things. And, and Donnie, you with your expertise in this area, probably understand a little bit more about how a company will market, uh, their brand. I can say I've seen the can where it says stone on the side and I, I get why stone brewing is upset about it. It does seem that um, the Miller Coors uh, thing with the word itself goes back a whole, a whole decade before uh, Keystone or excuse me, stone breweries uh, thing actually came onto play. But when I, when I look for stone brewery beer, I'm looking, God, this is going to sound terrible. I'm looking for that little devil that's on the bottle. I don't know about you guys. Like I know the no, difference. That's, that's right. Yeah, I know the you difference know. too. And so I don't know how much of a factor it plays into 
uh, stone breweries marketing, nor if, if somebody was naive enough to be, take, take a stone beer and be like, oh, this is stone without realizing that there's no little devil on there because they're on every single can, they're on every single bottle. So, but if, if, if they feel, if either company feels like one is messing with the other, I mean, it's their right to go at it and find out exactly um, who's right, who's wrong, who needs to stop doing what. But, but Donnie, with, with your take, like, do you feel like Stone Brewery is right in this manner of, of going after this lawsuit? Like, so, or what's your thoughts? Because you know more about branding than, than we do. No, no, that's I'm not I'm no expert. I mean, by all means, you know, but but what it is, you know, being the eighth. So the thing about the eighth. So if, if you're talking about craft breweries, you got Sam Adams, right? You got Yingling, who's technically a craft brewery in there. Uh, you have four or five others. And then you have Stone and Stone is pretty large. So Stone is simply just trying to cover their ass. And I get it. But if you look at Keystone and the demographic that they're appealing to and you look at at, at Stone Brewery and who their demographic is, it's 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 peas and in, in apricots. It's totally different. It's it's uh, the, the two demographics here for both these breweries are separate. So if I were Stone, I'd drop it and say, you know, who cares? It doesn't really matter because no one's going to the store and seeing a nine nine. 18 pack of keystone and seeing a 995 six pack of stone you know craft brew at the same you know gas station or, or liquor store and confusing them that's not going to happen mm-hmm. I, I i get why they're trying to protect their trademark but in all reality they're they're nowhere near the same product so in my opinion i mean i wouldn't waste the time on it but they're this far with miller light let's you know miller core is that's a that's a big dick let's let's see kind of like where that shakes out i mean i don't i don't know um it could it could do bigger things for for craft beer they could rally a cause behind it i don't know but i personally don't think it's it's worth the fight and to your point i know what a stone brewing beer looks like and a keystone light is not it no no not at all not at all I I I simply think it's a, it's a matter of who's buying the beer. Like, are you concerned that that guy's going to confuse that with this? No, you're not. I, I wouldn't be. But um, it's funny because when I worked, you, you mentioned my experience when I worked for for Budweiser. Budweiser sued a comp a a, a, a German company called Budweiser, <laughs> right with the V, um, <laughs> and they had to change their name to Budvar. So they literally had to change the name from from Budweiser to Budvar, and so now there is a you can go to a gas station in Germany and you'd find Budweiser and Budvar. It, it's like that's that's I understand well, that right? makes sense. And that was that was 10, 15 years. Well, it was 20, 25 years ago at this point. Um, so I mean, I how, get it. Because, how old are you? Well, I'm thirty two, but oh oh oh, that happened before you. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I did it. I'm saying oh. that, yeah. <laughs> I just Sorry, remember the lawsuit good. happening. Okay, no, <laughs> no, I've been drinking beer since before you were you were knee, knee tall it. to a ant's ass. What is it saying? <laughs> I, don't uh, I don't know. Therein lies the misunderstanding between <laughs> Budweiser and Budweiser. You got to change the name. So, so, so that's that's all I have to say about. It. But I, I, it's. You know, I, mean, I don't think it's- it, 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 at the end of the day, too. I mean, stuff like this gets people talking about not just craft beer, but companies. So, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, there's well, something to that, too. Well, who says this isn't a PR play, right? Like, oh, well, uh, we want Stone to be very distinct from Keystone. So when you Google it, you know the difference, right? Like, why wouldn't this just be like, oh, hey, uh, Stone Brewery. Yeah, it might cost us two million to go throw Miller Coors on the on the chopping block in terms of a lawsuit. But they also countersued them now. And there's now they're in hotter water. for it, Yeah. So. 
So we'll see what happens there. They should just make a can and put a D on the end, call it stoned, and just yeah. be done with it. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys got any more beer stories or are we moving on? Moving on. Must I got a beer story. On. I'm grabbing a beer. How's that? First That's story. a great story. Just rubbing it in there, guys. <laughs> well, of course, we are moving on to our next segment here, which is our geek news segment. We talk about all things in the world that are not craft beer necessarily related, but they are still in the geeky and nugget uh, pop culture area here. First off, Lausman, are you so excited for Star Wars uh, story solo? Solo, Han Solo, the Star Wars man story. I feel, I feel like there's about eight colons in the way you said it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, are you really? Thanks. Are you yeah, excited? What? No, I actually am. I, I really actually am. I'm genuinely very stoked about it. Uh, when did that happen? Because like I wasn't always excited for it. Uh, it happened when somebody freeze-framed a... Well, I hope this isn't a spoiler about a trailer, but uh, when somebody freeze-framed a flying train with a bunch of Chewbacca's on it, I was like, you know what? I got to see how, what, how they got into all that. <laughs> In that same trailer, they only saw one Chewbacca. You think there's multiple Chewbacca's? Uh, there are. There's two Chewbacca's. Well, I mean, there's only one Chewbacca, but right. there's a Wookiee. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a Wookiee move not to see the other one. Oh, she's stuck, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryan, no, but, go ahead, Lars. Well, yeah, flying space train. That's going to be fun. Like, it just, I want to see all the shenanigans. And it, look, it looks like a Western. It looks like a Western, and I'm, I'm very much stoked about that. Ryan, are you super stoked about Solo, a Star Wars story, Han Solo man story? Oh, yeah. That was a lot of intro there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I am beyond ready for this movie it actually looks really really good it looks like a western it looks like a western rogue one looked like a war movie it looked like saving private ryan star wars style this looks like a western star wars style am i right i mean yeah it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun but yeah, yeah i mean well but to his character traits i mean he is kind of a cowboy of yeah. the galaxy in a way yeah, absolutely so i'm not saying it's a bad thing yeah, it's yeah. a great thing. I'm super stoked for it. So what they're what they're shooting for is they're they're looking at about 160 to 170 uh, Memorial Day, mind you, uh, launch, which is which is which is pretty good. Second second best would be uh, that 170 line. So uh, let's see, 153 was the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End back in 2007. So it's not a high bar to hit. <laughs> I think that they'll they'll obviously do it. The Lost World in 1997. Uh, made about 180, so now adjusted to to inflation and whatnot. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Keep in mind that the Kingdom Skull also made 160, and that was released in 2006. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Do you guys have a higher or lower bets for 180 million, 170? I'm sorry, 170 million. If that's the Two, baseline. 210. 210. Crazy bastard, Laos. Uh, what was the last bid, Bob? 210. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two ten. One seventy is the one seventy is what they're expecting in the first weekend. First weekend, uh, Friday through Monday. It is Memorial Day weekend, which means there I'd will go, be a bump. I'd go two. I'd go two hundred. I'm saying. I'm saying one seventy five. I'm saying one ninety nine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna go right under the last I, I really, I really think it'll be. I, I think it'll. I think it'll underperform. What you guys are thinking, I think it'll overperform the 160 mark. I think it'll be 170 something, 180 tops, near 180 tops. 
I'm actually we- glad, Donnie, that you asked this question, though, because the thing that factored into my mind, because you were, you were giving us those dates in that article and everything, we were talking about it, but everything that shows what the, what they did on that weekend was all back in 2006, 2007, 99, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have online pre-sales. So no, no. I've already of, bought my tickets. That's what I'm saying. Like, So yeah. all of everything they could even compute to even come close to this, there's there's all of those online pre-sales, but then there's all those people that are like, oh, well, I can't go, blah, blah, blah. And they'll just, they'll probably not even refund it. Then there's all those people that will go uh, and just hope that they can get a spot inside the theater to see it. So, and like you yeah. said, it's Memorial Day weekend. I'm just playing the odds. I think it's at least over two. So, you know, 210 right. is my number. That's that's so where I'm going with it. 210, you said 200 loss? Yes. Yeah. And I'll say, I'll, I'm going to stick right at the 180. I'll say 180, 210, two, 200. Let's see who's closest there. Um, please give us your your thoughts. Let us know what you think on the Facebook group. Just uh, Craft Brews and Geek News on Facebook. Let us know. I think we're up to like 65 members now, which is crazy. We keep growing like every day. Um, but please let us know there and, and we'll see who wins. And uh, power to you if you do. So that's all I have to say about Solo. You guys um, also very excited for that, though, I think. Oh, yeah. The last, the very last thing I have about Solo, it, it really is more about Battlefront 2. So Battlefront 2 uh, tends to have a bunch of updates come out right before a movie comes out. Last Jedi came out, they had a bunch of updates. It was awesome. It wasn't super impactful to the game. Star Wars 2, Battlefront 2, for PS4, for whatever else, all the system, I guess, there's a Han Solo season pass. There's two of them, and they're free. Uh, but there's a lot coming out, and this all unlocks on uh, May 16th. So it's about you know uh, 10, 9 days before the movie itself comes out. Uh, but just things like a Starfighter custom arcade, Jabba's Palace will now be available to play, which is going to be awesome. And then a Heroes Showdown. So basically, like uh, it's a 2v2 game mode where you can pick heroes, and then when you play as those, you can't play as them again once you beat or win or die or whatever. So it's it's kind of a like a best out of five situation where the first win three rounds will claim victory. Um, you got to think carefully, think strategically. Sounds like a lot of fun. The one thing with Battlefront 2 that I personally missed was the Ewok hunt. Did you guys play that? Nothing to do with star- Solo, but I, I just wanted to put it out there, the Ewok hunt. Did anybody play that? So I've not played it, but I've watched a lot of... <laughs> so it it's hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. That's actually kind of scary a little bit. Like It's a little it's, terrifying. Yeah. Ryan, did you play? I have not played that yet. <laughs> well, it's no longer available, so none of us can play it now. It was ah. available from April 11th to May 7th, but man, it is crazy. You are an Ewok, and you run around with a spear and a rock sling, and you either have to you have to kill. So basically what happens is you kill the stormtroopers, and when you kill one, they become an Ewok. <laughs> so <laughs> there's just more and more Ewoks and fewer and fewer stormtroopers until you're the last stormtrooper, and they're everywhere. These murder bears are surrounding you from every angle. It's really terrifying. It's like the old, uh, back in the day on Halo, they called it zombie, and that's it was exactly that game mode. Everyone had like a sword. You couldn't pick up weapons and you were fast and you could jump and kind of the opposite of an Ewok. But uh, yeah, and then slowly, but sure, it started out with one zombie and everyone was human. And then slowly it was one human and everyone's a zombie. And then it was just smear the last guy. And yeah, it got terrifying. out of hand. Yeah, oh, it's oh, just, terrifying. It's just the scariest thing. 
Um, and I have watched that too. And it's called A Night on Endor because it all happens at night. So it is very scary. Why the would storm, they only have that? Because the stormtroopers storm have white armor, right? So yeah. the little Ewoks are hidden in the dark and the stormtroopers stand out like storm, like sore thrums. Oh, it's terrifying. But why would uh, they only have that for a short amount of time? They have to bring it back. Arguably, yeah. they're going to bring it back. I don't know. But um, but yeah, I don't know. So so the rest of these updates sound great. And Battlefront 2 is is awesome. It's a lot of fun. I really haven't played a lot of it recently. I've been on this No Man's Sky kick, of course. But um, but I really, I think that's really fun. So all about it. Well, I guess I didn't drop the ball on May, May the 4th because I really thought they were going to drop some cool stuff. But I guess the Ewok thing was going on at that time. So yeah, I'll give him a pass on that one. Yeah, but just just Google even the picture on like the home screen of of the Battlefront like two like dashboard was terrifying. It was just an Ewok and he was yeah. <laughs> really scary. So. <laughs> Those murder bears can be scary. Like they really can be. So whatever. <laughs> the last little bit of news that I have is that it, it basically this dropped um, yesterday and and it's just saying that Nintendo has finally announced their Nintendo Switch online service, which is coming in September. So uh, the basic, you know, the premise of it is that NES games added functionality, backup save data, and uh, and multiplayer is basically going to be enabled for most of the games that were ever available to Nintendo until now. So imagine playing like Mario 3 two-player when you could actually talk to a person you know, you're in Lakeland, I'm in Tampa, and we can talk to each other in real time while we're playing the game. Like that's cool. It's just it brings it right back to when you're sitting in the same room with a bunch of fans sharing a controller, right? It's the same exact kind of feel to it. So I love it. The best part about it is that I thought it was gonna be super expensive. One month, four dollars, a it's four dollars straight out. Three months, eight dollars, or for twelve months. So for a whole year of this Nintendo subscription, it's twenty bucks. That's nothing. I mean, compared to an Xbox Live who's $10 a month or whatever, I mean, I think that's pretty good. The best yeah. part is you can get a family membership which has like eight Nintendo accounts for 35 bucks a year, uh, which is awesome. Uh, so really, like, if the three of us had Switches, which we don't, uh, we could all just kind of pool our resources and actually, you know, have an account like that, which is awesome. So I'm all about online play. I'm all about playing old Nintendo games. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, Donkey Kong, Ice Climber, Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Bros, uh, Soccer, Super Mario Bros, Tennis, a lot more stuff. And 10 more will be in- announced before the end of this year. So it's very exciting. But um, I think that's very neat. We've been looking for that for a long time. And, um, and it's all good stuff. So, boys, I know it is late now. That is basically all I had. Uh, two last things before we close it out this evening. Ryan, you and I owe the good people here in Infinity Wars spoiler review. We have a lot to talk about. Laos Man, if you see the movie, uh, you're welcome to join us. I will not make you listen to spoilers. Uh, so we, we will talk about that another time. And then Ryan and I also have to talk about the Pico U because that press release, we're, we're, we have a review built up and ready to go. Um, however, we cannot release that until the 15th. So stay on the channel and look forward to that on the 15th so we can give you guys that info about the new Pico Buru um, called the Pico U. Boys, thank you as always. And where can the good kids find you, Mr. Lousman? I can be found at Mr. Lousman. Excellent. In Lakeland. No. <laughs> no. I mean, well, sometimes in Lakeland. I don't know. You never know where I am. Mr. All over the world. Mr. Rye Guy, where can the good people find you? 
Uh, you can find me at BroodBoy813 on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can also find us and message us questions or whatever you want at the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook page, uh, getting different requests all the time to to join our group and uh, take part in awesome discussions and talk beer recipes and all the sort of geeky nuggets of pop culture that you can get your hands on. So, yeah, that's where you can find us. Excellent. And if you boys do not have any other insights or information to relay to the good people, we will go ahead and wrap it up. As we say on the end of every uh, podcast episode, Mr. Rye Guy, round us out. Oh, shit. You pass it to me? <laughs> and that's it. Good night, everybody. We'll see you <laughs> next time. <laughs> Adios. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>